0: podcast where we have questions and somebody's gotta have answers what's up everybody hello how are you how are you aaron bennett how am i um i am
1: well it's june it's nearing the end of the busy time at my work which is always nice um and Yeah, I'm sure I have other things to report on, but they're not coming to me at the moment. So, how are you, Hannah?
0: Oh, swell. It's the start of the busy time at my work. We had step-up day yesterday. Step-up day? Yeah, like... Like, like, like,
1: step-up the movie?
0: No. (laughs) Like, when you were in eighth grade, do you remember spending a day at the high school and, like, Meeting your teachers and touring the building. No. You didn't get to do
1: that? No. I had to email a friend or Facebook, which granted this was when Facebook messaging was like very hip and new. I had to Facebook message an older friend I had made through theater and ask them. No, actually. I actually might have been like a group of three or four people who I met because I did get to start doing... Improv practice over the summer with high schoolers. Before. Oh, I know. Um, but I messaged them on Facebook like the week before, and I was like, "Hey guys, what uh, what door do you use in the morning? Like, what side of the? You didn't school? even have like
0: a ninth grade information night.
1: I don't remember anything. We like
0: that. I don't know if we had like a full step update, but we definitely had a night at least in the summer where we came to the school just the ninth graders. They were like, these are the high school expectations. Here's how we're going to sign you up for classes. These are going to be your teachers. Um, But for my kids, we did a full two hours during the day where the eighth graders got to walk around the building on tours, talk to a student panel of like upperclassmen to ask questions and go to a club fair so they could like preemptively sign up for stuff. And then at night, we had them come back with their parents, and we did a little presentation for the parents on what to expect in high school, and then they got to lead their parents around, and all the teachers were there so they could all meet their featured students. And I walked 10,828 steps yesterday, most of which happened between the hours of 1030 and noon. My feet hurt so bad.
1: (laughs) That's great, though. That's good for your feet, taking them for a walk, using your foot muscles. Disagree. Um, but that's awesome. That's like, I like that you said that and was like, this is an obvious thing that middle school should do for kids going to high school.
0: That's Um, how it's been presented to me. It was also like they had started to plan it and then everyone else was much too busy and they handed me their plan and said, this is yours now, Hannah. And I went, okay. And I ran with it. Um, this is also apparently the first one that we've ever done.
1: Well, great job. I was not aware of that. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. No, I, um, had, had no idea. I probably spent the whole first day of high school. I actually, you know what I did? I think the first like month of high school, I never locked my locker because I knew, or I was afraid that once I locked it, I'd never be able to open it again.
0: We did you have like the padlocks? Yeah. We had like, our locks were built into the locker. So as soon as I shut it, it locked. There wasn't a way to not do that. So I had to learn my code real fast. And there was a kid whose locker was, his girlfriend's locker was next to mine, not even his. And we had been in classes together since third grade. So it was like friendly bullying. But there were days where I'd open my locker and he would immediately slam it shut. And we had like five minutes between classes. <laughs> I was like, this is frustrating. Oh, it's fine. Um, I definitely got lost. And I went to a very small high school. You and did. my brother wouldn't help me or talk and to me. And you had
1: an older brother, but he but was he in high school. Older brother, he so wouldn't that talk good. to
0: me or help me, and told all of his friends that I didn't exist and I was imaginary.
1: Wow, he's improved so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> since graduating college, yeah, not before then. At least he likes me now. <laughs> uh Um yeah, so that was that was that. There was something else I was gonna tell you. Oh, do you remember last week when I was talking about the field trip? Yeah. And I called my coworker Aimless and then immediately went, but he won't listen to this because he doesn't know it exists. Oh my god,
1: did he listen to our
0: podcast? I forgot about that part. And I was listening to the beginning and I we have become good friends. And I texted to him and I said, This is weird, I have a podcast, but I talked about you. You only have to listen to the first seven minutes. Don't worry about it. But you forgot that's what you said. No, because I hadn't gotten there yet. Within oh. the first 10 minutes is when I say that. And he goes, got to the part where you talk shit. <laughs> I was like, crap. He goes, you're right. I'm pretty aimless. It's like, okay, good. He's not mad. It's fine. But he did listen.
1: Fantastic.
0: Um,
1: I I forget now, but I did look at our stats to see which episode was the most popular. I'm pretty sure a Prohibition episode was definitely up there. It might That's be my favorite, our personally. most popular
0: one. I um, am very proud of that one.
1: You were really on the ball. I mean, like, I was you, really into it. You were depicting characters. We had
0: storylines. Like, con- there was scandal. There was intrigue. There was offended, stupid men. Comedy, politics, drama, revenge. Every episode we've done since then ties back.
1: And I know, we're always like, like the Prohibition episode. <laughs> yes, you're right.
0: You're an, an... <laughs> um, this week is not going to be that good, but it's fine. You win some, you lose some. You win some. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm very
1: curious, because you didn't give any hint. You didn't talk about it at all. I have absolutely
0: no idea. So here's the deal. It is Thursday today. We normally record on Wednesdays, because Erin works from home that day, so she, her day ends at the same time, but she's home earlier. And I go to her house to record. And yesterday it was step-up day, so I was like, we can't do it. We'll reschedule. So we did it today. And I got home from work today and went, oh, my God, it's my week. And I had no did thoughts in my head. Yeah,
1: fully. When you texted me and said, oh, like, what day can we record? I was like, wow, Hannah,
0: she must be ready. Like, she must have something ready to go. I was, I was going to show up and be like, what are we talking about? Which would have been a mess. Um, uh, let's see. That's funny. What would I have done in that situation? I took a nap. And then two hours later, I woke up and I still didn't know what to write about. And I came up with an idea with the help of my friend, Lindsay, um, who suggested I write about narwhals. And I went, I'm going to table that one. That ties back to our first episode, though. But I tabled it. Okay. All right. And instead, we're going to talk about mermaids.
1: Mermaids, yes, <laughs> yes, similar. Amazing! Oh my god, I'm so excited! Oh, I have things to say about mermaids. Good, because I, I didn't lore. find a lot,
0: but you didn't find a lot. Well, I found I found too much, and then when I whittled it down, there wasn't as much as I thought. So it's it's fine. We'll definitely fill over an hour because it's us.
1: Um, yeah. Wow, I'm excited.
0: Fa- so we're drinking episode. sangria today because honestly, of all of the mixed beverages sangria makes me feel the most like i'm in ancient greece and a lot of mermaid mythology is greek uh and it was cheap all good things inexpensive. i think i think the
1: mermaids would approve i always imagine mermaids are kind of luscious
0: yeah i also like texted they're the party
1: girls of the mythological world i feel like
0: yeah definitely and same um i'm both mythological and a partier Uh, I also thought about doing, like, a Pride episode, but I didn't want that to be, like, a last-minute thrown-together thing, so I am going to do that this month because it's June and it's Pride Month, and congratulations to everybody and everything. That, I meant... it's fine. No, I like congratulations. Um, just...
1: (laughs) no, you know what it is? Congratulations to us that you are in the world.
0: Yeah. So at some point, I will be doing a Pride episode this month about, like, the history of Pride and famous gay people who you might not have known were gay and all that jazz. But I texted my friend, Victoria, who is non-binary and gay and wonderful. And they said um, that it's okay because mermaids feel very gay to them. They were like, same, same brand as Pride. Mermaids, gay, go together.
1: (laughs) It's like, great. Glad I have your approval. Ladies hanging out topless on a rock. I mean, that's what they do a lot of the time.
0: That's what I like to do in my spare time. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, I'm topless (laughs) I feel like, yeah, I feel like
1: that You could bring a lot of queerness into that tale if you want to But, um, okay, great, this is all wonderful
0: Do you have anything else you want to discuss before we get into it?
1: Let's see I don't have any corrections in mind from last time
0: Oh, we corrected the squeaky chair problem I also believe the tapping foot was probably me Because I look at my legs right now Yep This is just what I do I don't know how to sit still, because I have anxiety. Um, So, sorry for the haunted house noises, but...
1: Too bad!
0: (laughs) Too bad. We're a low-budget production over here. If you want better quality podcasts, send me money. We're a no-budget production. We have a wine budget, and that's about it.
1: Okay, alright.
0: Alright, I have my notebook, in which the... Oh, it's not falling out today. Oh, no, it is. The bookmark is no longer attached. Is that purple gel pen? No, it's like purple ballpoint pen. Okay. Oh, I man. have it in um, lots of colors. Oh, I
1: see. I see. Still, purple for the mermaid episode.
0: Yeah, I was just... This is my favorite. It's maroon. Uh, It's just the one that was closest to me.
1: No, Hannah. You're supposed to say, yes, I picked purple for the mermaid episode. I
0: did this on purpose, you guys. <laughs> Um, so, Erin, in case you didn't know, a mermaid is a mythical creature with the head and torso of a human and the tail of a fish. What? But they didn't start that way.
1: (laughs) My eyes are large. My eyes are large and concerned.
0: (laughs) Originally, so if you think back to, like, The Odyssey, which is our first written documentation of mermaids... They were called sirens, which now we associate them as being, like, one in the same. But sirens were considered half bird, half human, with, like, basically feathered bodies and human heads, and they would sing their song to, like, lure sailors to their death. Yes, yes. Um, But as the stories were told and things developed and people had new ideas and we started exploring the sea, they morphed into what we know as mermaids today, and we just equate mermaids and sirens together. Uh, Is that something that I did not know? Um, The first picture, however, of, like, the modern day what we assume a mermaid is, of, like, the half fish, half human, dates all the way back to the Stone Age when humans first began to sail the seas and, like, explore more, and it's just kind of, like, crudely painted on some canvas, and they have it somewhere. I didn't see it. I believe them. (laughs) I wonder if it really looks that much like a mermaid, but it's fine. Um, some stories describe the mermaids as tempting and enchanting sailors with their songs, many times being blamed for shipwrecks. This is like in the Odyssey, which I'm going to be really honest. And, oh, are you looking at first mermaid drawing? Yeah. I love that.
1: Dating oh. as far back as the pa- Paleolithic era 30,000 years ago in the old stone age, the first mermaids would appear in cave paintings depicting creatures with the body of a human, but the tail of a great fish. Yeah, that
0: either looks Cave like... swimmers? Nope, those are just people swimming. So that either oh. looks like mermaids or... um. Oh. I feel like it was in Jimmy Neutron, the little swimmy robot guys with, like, the diamond-shaped heads. You don't know what I'm talking about.
1: I mean, I feel like I watched a lot of Jimmy Neutron growing up, but that particular Hold episode on. is not coming to me. However, looking at these little uh, drawings, folks, they're simplistic, but they are representative of the shape I would draw as a mermaid. That's cool. All right. Ancient drawing in Egypt. Egypt. Depicts what seemed like the story of how humans drove mermaids away and into hiding.
0: Okay, wait, stop. All All right, right.
1: I'm (laughs) sorry, I'm sorry. You (laughs) went too far. I can't
0: find the the diamond head robot people, but (laughs) I'll find them later. Okay, okay. I feel like they were a little, like, DNA people. It doesn't matter. Um... But, so, like I said, the first written te- text about mermaids is the Odyssey. They really talk about sirens. I don't actually, I think, You were mention... about to
1: confess something, though.
0: I was. About the Odyssey. Yeah. I was assigned the Odyssey, I believe, this summer before my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. The Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah. And it was so hard to read that I've never read those books. And I bullshitted many papers on the Odyssey. And I I do not know the story. Wow.
1: Well, here's the deal. It is hard to read. I mean, it's an epic poem. Talk about not
0: reading the book. Sad face.
1: <laughs> Sad face.
0: Because I was worried you'd be disappointed in no, me. No,
1: actually, I think a lot of people have se- watched the movie.
0: I feel... I haven't done that either. I feel like if I tried again now, I could definitely get through it, and the whole story is an adventure, and I think that I, I would be into it. But at 13 to 14, telling me to read that and not like some amended version of it or watched the film or whatever, was expecting a lot from me. I was still reading, do you remember the, or did you ever read the warrior cat books?
1: I know about them. I didn't read them, though. I that's, missed that phase. That's
0: what I was reading. Yeah. I was obsessed with them.
1: No, Not
0: the Odyssey. We, I mean, I didn't read it in high school. I. That's don't. something that I feel like they could have assigned to me my senior year. Yeah. For, like, senior lit. I do know people
1: who read Beowulf in high school, but you read it with the modern English translation on the side. So anyway, Maybe anyway, that it's weird
0: noise just picked up on the mic.
1: Probably. Our mic loves all those weird sounds and likes to remind us what foolish
0: humans we are. Erin put ice in her glass again. We <laughs> forgot f- to mention that.
1: You keep bringing sangria and I keep putting ice in it because you put ice in sangria.
0: Not red sangria. Yes. Nah. You don't put ice in red wine. But it's it's sangria, though. It's juice. It's and like, red wine.
1: I'm sorry, folks. I put ice in any kind of sangria. It doesn't matter.
0: Uh, anyway. The first time I ever made sangria... This is totally off topic. But the first time I ever made sangria... Like, where you mix everything together was with you at the camp. And I remember your mom being like, you only need some of it. And I went, what? All of it? And just poured every bottle all the way in. And then we threw a bunch of blueberries in and we drank it. It was good. I'm sure it was. (laughs) I'm sure it was. That is the only time I've ever personally made sangria. Oh, sangria is easy. It's awesome. It's so
1: fun because you can just mix and match all these different, like, fruits and... Anyway, we can do a sangria episode another time. Um. Okay.
0: Um, so, almost every single culture has yes. their own version of mermaids and mermaid mythology and mermaid folklore. Um, the Japanese version is literally just a giant fish with a human face. Everything else is fishy. Not seductive. Not luring you to death. Feels a little bit like Avatar the Last Airbender. And the worm, whose face changes. Wow. Did you not... Do no, you? no, I'm just saying, okay. like,
1: that's an interesting connection. You're right. I just... Yeah.
0: It, this fish also steals faces. That's a lie. That's not part of Japanese mythology. That's just how I feel. Um, some believe them to be, like, fully mythological, like, around the fire storytelling. Some cultures were like, this is a real thing, and they're the sons and daughters of gods and goddesses. Um, for example, like, Triton, the son of Poseidon, is a merman, Technically, um, and then that's where like the Ariel and the little mermaid comes from.
1: Blah 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 blah. Can I just make a quick comment? Because the Poseidon is a Greek god. god.
0: The equivalent in Roman is Neptune. Yes. And Triton is their son's name yes. in both.
1: Right. But I'm pretty sure the the Little Mermaid story was written by Hans Christian Andersen, who's not Greek.
0: No, um, but her father's German. name is Triton. German man. Yes. And the mythology of Triton yes. spun down, and then he had seven daughters, and then Hans Christian Andersen wrote a story about one of them falling in love with a sailor. Yes, yes, Which yes. also ties into sirens and making sailors crash to their death. And I've seen, like, um, theories that they didn't, like, fall in love and get married during that storm like, Ariel caused it, and her sisters, and he actually, like, ended up underwater, and he's dead, and, like, she just falls in love with him. I mean, I've seen some, because, like, for sirens, that's what would have happened, and there's just, like, some crazy stories. All right, great. Um, also, we talked about the Little Mermaid last episode, too. Oh my god, you're right! I didn't even think about that! You're We're right! We're just tying it all together! Mm. Look at us being so prepared! Continuity! Um, <laughs> oh, now I have a note. So I got most of everything that I have told you so far from an article online about the mythology and the history of mermaids and sirens and all of that. Then I started watching a YouTube video and it starts with like a picture of a mermaid and this really pretty song and you get really close and then it goes black and the video goes, congratulations, you just got murmured, murmured? (laughs) (laughs) You just got murdered by a mermaid. (laughs) If that's <laughs> how it starts. Oh, my God. And then it goes into an ad and it goes, you know what could have avoided this? These Bluetooth headphones. Have you ever been on a run and a mermaid tries to lure you to your death? Oh, my God. Don't let that happen to you again. Oh, my God. You're so dramatic. This was an advertisement? On a YouTube video. But wait. Wait. Not like one of the ones that plays automatically. Like, someone was... Like, this video is sponsored by... But instead of doing that, he was like, you just died. You know what could have stopped you from dying? If you had these headphones, you couldn't hear oh, calling Oh, I see. When they, you. like, try and, like, put the yeah. ad into the... But oh. it was just... It was at the wow. very beginning, and I... I wasn't really paying attention. I was, like, listening and on my phone, and then I heard the song stop, and then, you were just murdered by a mermaid. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> There's not plenty of dying today. Um... And then I wrote in all
1: caps, what? (laughs) No, I'm just imagining if you were a pirate and like the the sirens are singing and then you end up and your boat crashes and you're like on the rocks and they're like, ha ha, we've got you. And you're like, excuse me, I was not planning on dying today. Which is how I would respond. And then being like, that's a lot of sass.
0: Like, how would they respond? (laughs) They'd be like, wow, um, I imagine it's like vampires and they'd bite me and they'd be like, "Now you're one of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sing, <laughs> be pretty. They're like, we didn't even have to change anything. You just have a tail now. You're so hot. Metal crash for you. Yeah.
1: See, I like this. They're they're really a secretly very uh, body positive, you know, girl gang.
0: They're like, what? A female pirate? How did you fall for our spell? And I'll be like, ha, gay, pride month, bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that was, no, I won't say,
0: that's not, that's not how Pride started. That oh, yeah, saying. we don't want to take that credit away. No, no, no. But no. it could have been. It's not, it's not. No. It's not. I'm not that influential, guys. I'm just, I just like ladies sometimes. Um, okay. So, because there's so many cultures who all have their own stories, and all have their own theories, but they're all like, basically the same because like people talk and they move and they wander and then other people talk and that's kind of how stories were passed down and then things change a little bit and less fish more fish some feathers who knows I chose to focus specifically on the Greek mythology because I found the most information on that and I if I had written about everything that was on the internet this would have been a three-hour episode and then the Greek mythology didn't have as much information as I thought it did so I don't know if we're gonna hit an hour we'll see um, one of the things that I thought was interesting that I wanted to bring up because you and I both like the Laura Olympus um, yes. uh, comic, Webtoon, which is about the story of Persephone, is that one of the, is that's Greek, right? Yeah. Okay. So one of the Greek mythology stories that talks about sirens specifically before they become fish is um, about Persephone, and it's that um, the her mother Demeter- turned all of her little, like, n- wood nymph people who, like, were kind of essentially, like, her handmaidens, for lack of a better term, when she was taken down to the underworld to marry Hades, um, she turned them all into, like, bird people so they could fly around and search for Persephone. Oh. And part of the myth is, like, if you hear, like, what people depict as the siren song, it's kind of sad and, like, moany. Like, it's beautiful, but it's mm. it's not, like, beautiful and happy. Right. And so part of the thought is that these nymphs are, like, mourning both the loss of Persephone and the fact that if they don't find her, they'll never be turned back to their, like, real form because Demeter's angry, and until they can bring Persephone home, they're stuck as these, like, bird-people hybrids. Wow, I love this. Right? This is wild. This was in the video about murder. So that's, like, a fun, oh. like, I'd never heard that, and I also yeah. had never heard the whole, like, sirens are actually part bird thing, but whatever. It's fine. That's great. I love that. So I think that that's super cool. Um, and I I know that how I learned it is, like, eventually she comes home for spring, and that's the whole, like, winter is when she's in the underworld, and then yeah. she comes back and makes things live again. So at some point, they must have found her. But that's part of the mythology is, like, when you hear the siren song, it's them longing for... Both Persephone, who they adored and loved and cherished, and for their lives back, because they're kind of cursed to wander as these birds until they find her. Huh. And they hate men for it. It would also make sense, this isn't something that was in the video, but to me, because Poseidon and Hades are brothers, it would make Mm -hmm. sense if they were, like, haunting the seas, because they're mad at Hades but can't get to him, and are, like, torturing his brother by killing all the sailors. Yeah. If you want to connect the dots, but that's just a personal theory.
1: No, I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. Um,
0: Wow, yeah, I I hadn't heard that before. That's really cool. I love that. The other thing about Greek mythology is that this is one of the few depictions of mermen. So obviously we talked about Triton, and he's like the singular, like, token merman who's Pictured on a lot of like Greek pottery, fighting. um, One of the one of the guys out to the beach. Was it like Hephaestus or something? Hephaestus is the guy that makes all the weapons.
1: He's like the blacksmith. Guy. Maybe it's him. Let's I
0: don't see. know. There's
1: one guy that he fought a lot. The Triton fought. Was he also in the sea? Did he look like a regular guy?
0: No, I think he was a regular guy. Let me see if I can do a quick yeah, Google do search because I didn't write it down.
1: Do a quick Google because I'm curious. Who
0: did Triton fight Greek? mythology. Heracles. Heracles? Heracles. Oh, Hercules. No. Yeah, Heracles is Hercules. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, there's probably in, like, the Hercules movie, I bet one of the pots that they're making about him has oh. him doing that. Because <sighs> um, that's, like, that became his thing is, like, they fought... Um, which makes sense if they're both, like, he's Poseidon's son, Heracles is Zeus's son. They're both demigods of the wind and sea. What is that from? Ah, Moana. <laughs> <laughs> different part of the ocean. Um, different <laughs> mythology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm. S- <laughs> love this. I love this. Okay, um, so they were,
1: like, cousins and they fought a lot.
0: Yeah, and, like, that. that is, like, our token mythological merman um but there was one other merman who was named glaucus and it is spelled like glaucoma (laughs) and i want to know if it's related i didn't look into that if like there's some story where he goes blind or something and that's why i don't know Um, but in greek mythology there was a merman named glaucus he i also might be pronouncing that wrong but who knows he discovered a magical herb that would bring fish back to life when consumed. Not sure why this is necessary. Also, based on the rest of the story, the fish had to be the ones consuming it.
1: Wait, back up, back up, back up. This was a way to bring fish back to life
0: when consumed.
1: Oh, the the herb. The yeah. fish ate the herb and it brought the fish but back. But
0: how to do life. you consume it if you're dead? And why did you need the fish to come back to life if you're a fisherman? <laughs> Who's catching fish to eat for your, for your livelihood. What was the point of this herb? <laughs> Who came up with this story? <laughs> Just a fun party trick. I guess. Like you put a dead
1: fish on the table and you're like, dinner everyone. And, and then it. you
0: stuff it full of you the You say I'm
1: seasoning it and then,
0: it oh, comes so light. <laughs> and all the ladies go, oh. And then they, they faint and then you feed them wine and then you kill the fish again. And then you kill the fish again. That poor fish It's like, another I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then chop off with its head. This is, okay, so... I picture the chef in the little vermin yes. doing this. Whoa, we eat like the French eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I... Oh, that's what he does. So when I first heard it, I was like, okay, when consumed, I was like, so you eat the fish, you eat the herb, the fish jumps back out of your throat. No, that can't be it. And then I kept listening... And I, I know at this point that the fish had to have consumed it because glaucus... Glaucus? I honestly don't know. It's G-L-A-U-C-U-S. I would also... I would pronounce it glaucus or glaucious, Could be Glossius. Glaucoma. Struggled for a bit. Oh, no, sorry. Decided to try it for himself. He wanted to see what the effect of this magic fish herb would be on mortals. Yes. On, like, regular people, so it wasn't like you ate the fish, you ate the herb. Okay, so that, like now I know. Um, and he grew a tail, a fish tail, in replace of his legs and became, became immortal, which was like that's fun, but he also developed a deep desire to live his life in the sea, which makes sense because now he's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> he had said he reportedly struggled for a bit, um, but other sea deities, so I imagine like Triton came to his aid. They weren't specific. And helped him and showed him the ways of the sea, including, like, prophecy and how to, like, use the sea's secrets for your own gain. And he became a a person who would appear to sailors who were lost at sea and guide them to safety frequently after, like, or during a uh, siren, like, attack. Which makes me mad. Because that means, in this mythology... Women are bad and want you dead, and men are there to save you. And that is not incorrect, <laughs> but still incorrect.
1: Well, I think the idea is that sirens are killing men.
0: Yeah, but they're depicted as female. Right, right, right. right. right and right. this one singular merman is everybody's savior.
1: Right, right, right. He'll be saving men, is my point. He's just saving other men. And their wenches. And you think, you think their wenches are a part of this? I always thought you leave your wench at home, and she like holds up a lantern at night, and it's like
0: hmm. I always pictured the wenches in like the bottom of the boat there for like like sex slaves essentially.
1: <laughs> the fishing
0: boats. Yeah, <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> like. How are men going to spend that long at sea and not have sex?
1: They're... So, so this is how I know you haven't read the Odyssey, because a big part of the struggle is that is that they can't is, fuck each other. Is that they don't have any? They're away from their women, and he like leaves. So, so um. Ulysses leaves his wife Penelope, who's really cool, at home, and his baby son when he leaves. And have you ever heard of uh, the witch Circe? Yeah. So so Ulysses... If I, I might be, Is she the one that tries to kill him? I might be saying this wrong. I'm thinking Ulysses... But a part of my brain is like, is it a different... Greek character hold on let me just look this up really quick so
0: the only information I have about the Odyssey is from a guy on TikTok who's writing epic Odyssey the musical um so I know all these characters names from him and he's amazing and if you don't follow him you should but I also always pictured like yeah they had wives at home and their wenches were not Mm -hmm. their wives they were the ones who were on the boat as like their side pieces
1: right but they go away to war yeah you have to have Odysseus not Ulysses Ulysses is his own guy sorry everybody Sorry, wrong. Scratch that. Ulysses has his own book. It's named after him and everything.
0: Isn't Ulysses like Odysseus's dad or something?
1: I don't think so. You might be right. Hold on. Who? Who is. Odysseus's dad? Hold on. I'm just going to look up who is Ulysses. Who is Ulysses in the Odyssey? Odysseus also...
0: Oh, guys. They're the same person. Odysseus and Ulysses are the same guy. Oh, oh man. So... Aaron oh, Bennett, what God. kind of literary nerd no. are you? I was so confused by my own knowledge. Your own
1: brain. All right, so listen. Quick quick story, right?
0: Don't be quick about it. Take your time. We're only
1: 30 minutes in. All right, let's see how much of this I remember, and people can comment and tell me how wrong I am when I get the Iliad and Odyssey wrong. So there's a war. I'm pretty sure it's the Trojan War because it's always the Trojan War. Um, and Odysseus slash Ulysses, I don't think is all that like rich and powerful at the beginning, but he, is, he rules his little island um, and his, he has his faithful, intelligent, clever, beautiful wife, Penelope. And he says, Penelope, we have our little baby son. I have to go, I'm going to take my soldiers, and we got to go fight in the Trojan War. I'm pretty sure that's the first half, which is the Iliad, I think. Um, but the Odyssey is him trying to get home, which he upset, he he disobeyed Athena during the Trojan War, and so I believe it was her who cursed him and said, you're not going to be able to get home until you do such and such tasks. And so all the gods are kind of, again, that's, that's I think, why the story is so popular is that in so many greek myths it's like such and such a god or goddess helped you or they didn't like you so they killed you or turned you into an animal blah blah blah. but odysseus was like screw you guys i'm gonna get home um but it takes him like forever 17 years or 30 years or something but but part of the tension is that through the whole story you're aware that penelope is at home and she's being there being this really like hot mom and all the young lads are coming around and they're like penelope i'm gonna marry you because your husband is dead because he hasn't come back and like if he was alive he'd come back and we're all gonna hang out in your house until you pick one of us to marry you and then we'll be king of the castle so i'm penelope and penelope was like i'm not marrying any of you but in greek there's that there was that special rule that if someone comes to your house you have to give them wine and food
0: oh i want to go Um, to greece
1: yeah I would also love to go to Greece. Um, so go she, on a has, girl's trip. she has to keep like hosting them this whole time. Um, that Odysseus is away, blah blah. But but because like the whole time Odysseus is like I'm so lonely and I want to get back to my wife. But wait, let's let's pull over and fight this giant first. And the soldiers like no Odysseus like let's just keep going straight like let's just go straight home. And He's like no no. Oh, no. and then there's
0: like this cyclops and he tells him his name is nobody. Yes, I know that story. Yes,
1: so there's a lot of little stories inside because it keeps being like the soldiers being like, "Please, let's go home," and Odysseus being like, "All right, we're just gonna pull over for one more thing." And one of the things is Circe, the witch, and her and Odysseus have a little fling on the island, and she's like, "You could just stay with me forever." Before before she, before she kind of befriends him, she turns him and all his men into animals. Okay. Or she turns all his, she turns all of his soldiers. Into animals, or pigs, I think, even. And okay. The, he comes back, because he... That
0: sounds like, um, um, uh, what's the... A lot of things have borrowed from this. Tell what's me. What's the book about the kids on the island? The book about the kids on the island? And there's, there's the one kid they call Piggy and they murder are him. You, are you talking <laughs> about Lord of the Flies? Yeah, sure, <laughs>
1: Yes, there's a long literary history of if you put a bunch of men on an island, they will do dumb stuff. And they'll turn into pigs. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, she's like, men are gross, they turn you all into pigs. Mm, Agreed. Um, And then Odysseus comes back, and I forget what he says to her, but I think maybe she's just like, if you, like, come to my bed and hang with me, I'll turn your men back. And he's like, ah, what am I going to do? Fine. All
0: right. <laughs> I haven't had sex in seventeen years. This is such a hard choice. My wife might be dead. I guess I'll fuck you.
1: Yeah. Eventually, he gets. He goes through more adventures and he gets back. And
0: Jesus. Well.
1: Anyway, um, so that's very quickly the <laughs> Iliad and the Odyssey.
0: I know so much more than I did before you gave that synopsis. So. <laughs> yeah, and then. I really thought I had more information than this. This is it. Um, No, that's all right. We learned a lot, though. The last thing is that even um, the most common, I think... I have questions to ask you, but continue. Okay, the most common, I think, like, story about mermaids that people know is that Christopher Columbus claims to have seen them when he was sailing to India because he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) And... Based on his description, people believe that what he actually saw were manatees. Oh, yes, I think Because It seems he like this. they're really ugly, they're kind of <laughs> lazy. Uh, manatees but- are beautiful, for the record. Well, but he was expecting mm-hmm. like sexy ladies, and he's like, but uh, mermaids are real. And also, I founded India. Um, and now we all know that he's fucking dumb and awful, and apparently, he needed glasses. So badly. Like, if you thought that a manatee was a mermaid, bro, figure your life out before
1: you lead a bunch of people on a dangerous, nearly impossible mission to the wrong country.
0: Right? And then kill and rape and pillage. Like, come on, dude. At least be able to see if you're going to be a dick. What are your questions?
1: Okay, so what is your favorite depiction of a mermaid that you've encountered?
0: Well, so I liked... Oh, I forgot to tell you about this one, actually. This is my favorite, um, and I don't remember which culture it came from, so I do apologize. I do believe it's one of the, like, um, Asian cultures. Like, it's it's not Japanese because I know what theirs is. One of... I believe it's over there. I, I'm probably very wrong.
1: It's say Eastern... Yeah. If you want to be really, really broad.
0: Like, eastern, that place. S-
1: well, you have northeastern, southeastern, um, Sorry, everyone, I'm mumbling.
0: Go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's, they're specifically, they live in rivers, and they are thought to be the spirits of women who need to be avenged because they were murdered, usually by their lovers, generally through the means of drowning. Wow. And the original story is that they actually provide for the crops. They, at the beginning of the season, they exit the river at night, they walk through the fields, their essence kind of drips onto the crops, they go back into the river, now your harvest is really great. Um, But it has become that to become one of these, like, river spirits, you um, were murdered by a lover. Generally, it has something to do with, like, you are suddenly with child and they need to destroy the evidence. Um, Oh, my God. River mermaids. Yes. Search it for me. Um, And they... Part of it is they can't, they have to be partially submerged at all times, so like part of their body has to be in the water, so walking around land is very difficult. Um, And then the other thing is that from far away, they're able to disguise themselves to make themselves look like really pretty and tempting and hot, but as the men get closer and are now trapped under their spell, their hair turns into a weird like moldy green color and their face morphs and they are suddenly these like undead demonic creatures who are there to lure you to your death. And their spirits cannot be released until harm comes to the person who harmed them and they are avenged. So when, like, the person who harmed them dies or is murdered in the same way or is, is, you know, harmed or put to justice for whatever they did, then their spirit is released and they stop being a river demon and they can go about their afterlife. That is my favorite version that I've come across. Hmm.
1: Let's
0: see if I can find it.
1: The one I'm reading about now is like the Aboriginal people of Australia, but it seems slightly different, but somewhat similar that they're also like river mermaids who you need to like worship so that they protect the connection to the spirit world. I really, wow, there's a lot of things there.
0: Oh, wait, I'm going to pause this for a second. Please hold, friends. (laughs) Did you just search Slavic culture instead of Slavic culture Oh, so they're
1: called the Rusalka.
0: The Rusalka is something akin to the Celtic mermaids or the Greek sirens. In short, they are beautifully young women who dwell in bodies of water and enjoy enticing men. The concept originated from a Slavic pagan tradition where the young women were symbols of fertility.
1: You don't have to maybe read this whole thing. Interesting. This is from Ancient
0: Origins. Yeah, if I had like planned .net. this out better, I would have done more digging on like maybe that specific one, but maybe we can go back. I put this together in an hour. We'll come back to mermaids. And then I decided I had enough information and I watched TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the algorithm didn't show you anything about mermaids? That didn't come up for you? No. <laughs> no, it did not. Or just say mermaids, mermaids, mermaids into your phone and see what happens the next time you go to use it.
0: Mermaids, 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 mermaids.
1: This is my phone, so I'll report back. Thanks.
0: <laughs> um, do you have any other questions? Do you have a favorite depiction based on what I've told you? Hmm. Well,
1: the thing that comes to mind at first is the mermaids in Peter Pan. Yeah. They're, like, I don't know. They're interesting because you're, like, not sure if they're nice. Like, in some depictions of Peter Pan, he's like, they'll kill us, but they also flirt with me.
0: It reminds me also of the mermaids in Hercules that are, like, water nymphs that are not, that are, like, laughing and, like, like pillow fighting each other and splashing and being way too sexy for a kid's movie. (laughs) And then, what's-his-face, the goat man, pops his head out. Right. And they're like, no! And they run away. Yeah, you're right. Disney. Um, 90s Disney movies made characters way too hot. Yeah, I
1: it yeah. They Un, did.
0: Unnecessary. It was for children. Yeah, they gave everyone the
1: figure as though they were posing in like a um, pinup. Yes, yes. Everyone was like they were from a pinup magazine, but like in historical dress. But never too modest. The ladies were always out. They always had nice cleavage. Yeah. A little inappropriate. Really inappropriate.
0: I mean, kids don't notice that stuff, but but when you watch it now, you're like, "What did my parents think of this?" <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Can I go as such and such for Halloween?" <laughs> no, so like, I'm six and I want boobs like that.
1: Right. Of course, the the Jasmine costume was the curse of all
0: girls who wanted to be Jasmine for Halloween. Too slutty for my Christian household. <laughs> Not in my Christian family values. Ah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay, but can we talk about regular Jasmine versus Jasmine in her red F outfit when Jafar takes over? They made oh, her that... ten times hotter. That's when I started to question my sexuality. At five, watching that movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a sexy scene. It's confusing. She's there. There's like, cause she's also like captured at the time. And she's trying
0: to, like, seduce Jafar to trick him yes, so Aladdin yes, can come in, and yes. at that age, I did not need to know what seduction was, <laughs> but I learned, I learned real fast what my job was.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, that was, like, an unlocked childhood memory. Right, and Aladdin's just shirtless the whole time. And she just, like,
0: with her Right, hips. she
1: had the hips, she had the outfit...
0: Jafar, the voice. That's how she talks. Yeah, no, it was. It's, I mean, it was beautiful voice acting. Like all. Oh, yeah, that but done. like not for children. If you want to talk like that, put it in pornography. <laughs> or no, no, or no, no, adult no, no, no. movies. I was gonna say adult. I
1: okay. I will say this publicly because I believe that it's true. I believe that there is a a severe lack of like adult animated. And that's not what I was going to say. No? Okay. I was going to say just adult rom- romantic stories. Like, oh, no,
0: there's not. Yes, Have there you is. seen the rom-com genre? No, but I mean made after 2000. I disagree.
1: And good. A bad movie does not Have count. Have you seen
0: any of the Fast and
1: Furious franchise? No. So much romance. Okay, no, no. One without a car chase or a gun. Oh.
0: I can't help you. It's all Jason watches.
1: <laughs> I get it. And people like car chases. I if I have tried to watch the James Bond movies multiple times because it's like, oh, it's a cultural thing, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, oh, that's right. I don't watch these movies because it's like a two and a half hour long oh, I have BMW not commercial. The oh, James
0: Bond movies. They're so boring. That I won't watch them. They're so boring. Speaking of, I was thinking today. Well, I was driving on my way home from work. We have to, we have to cut that out. We, I just listed the town that we live in. Okay. Just don't tell that story. All right. Different. I can, I can tell it and not say the name of the town.
1: Okay. Try. Let's rewind.
0: I want you to leave that part in. <laughs> uh, well, I was driving through the town that we live in on my way home from work. I saw so many like BMWs and Audis and things and I went, Oh right. This is a rich place. (laughs) It's like we live in a rich town. The people who
1: reside literally within the town limits, yeah.
0: Yeah. And well because I, I drive from a not so rich town where I work and the I can tell almost like exactly when I've crossed the town line because of the makes of the car changes, the make and model of the car changes.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's a really weird thing because then when I'm going the other way to work, there's like clearly like I leave our
0: very small town area. Yeah.
1: And then people have literally told me like driving in the winter and they're like for the next two exits, it's really dangerous because there's just nothing.
0: There's nobody there. And it's, it's and so they don't maintain it super well.
1: Right. So it's just a stretch of a nothing. And then the next exit comes like 15 minutes later.
0: Um, and that's like kind of a dunky area. It's a little, it's a little dunky. but I, that's where I grew up. I, I, I can st- call it that. You can call it
1: that. You can call it that. But then nobody is there and there are these little towns, but like the towns consist of like three people, horse farm, gas station, lum- farm, lumber yard, cow apple farm, orchard, apple orchard. And then there's, it's all like that, all the towns. And then there's the town and that
0: I work in. Ivy league rich person town.
1: Right. Where it's the same thing. People who actually live there are driving the fancy
0: cars. Even fancier. Like, that town's even richer than... Because the town that we live in is, like, old money. Old money. Like, the people who live here are very old. They They're are old. stupid wealthy. They hate young people. And the town that you work in is, like, new people who are coming there for jobs and then making a lot of money from those jobs and then being rich and fancy. To a degree. To a degree, it's also old money.
1: To Well, to a degree. Right. It's, uh... I could go into this. It's it's oh such a weird situation. The housing the housing thing is going to I mean it's an issue. It's a big problem. Oh yeah. Um because you need people to work to run your make your, you know, society keep rolling along.
0: And those How did we get into economics and, and realty and politics in this episode? I don't I don't know, because you said <laughs> you were driving around. Because you mentioned BMWs. Ah,
1: because is talking about James Bond. All right, forget it. We won't do an economics episode. Back to mermaid. Next time. Aaron actually might want to talk about that. He went to a... Well, he, it was because he was working. <laughs> but he was helping with the tech of this event that was about... It was all the business owners in town meeting up and being like, what do we do so our workers have a place to live? No. I mean, they there's little that they can do, but it's nice that they're talking about it. It is
0: it is like that small town vibe here. Um, but I always make the joke that like when people are like, oh, places like New Hampshire are so quaint in the small town and the homes, and I'm like, quaint is a synonym for racist and homophobic. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they do those nice things, but then I also am, like, in between on how I feel about the place in general. But anyways, mermaids are both birds and fish. They will lure you to your death. Oh, the other thing that I read about in the Odyssey, total, like, 180. Let's go back real quick. Let's do the rewind sound together. Roar. Roar. I wasn't sure what the was. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just you going... Roar. There's this part that I read where, like, when Odysseus came upon the sirens, he ordered all of his men to put wax in their ears. And then he was like, I'm so cool and smart and brave. Tie me to the mast. I don't need to do that. And no one's ever heard the siren song and lived to tell the tale. Tie me to the mast, my brethren. (laughs) And don't let me go, no matter how much I beg. I will not die today. Penelope waits for my penis. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god did you like my
1: odysseus voice <laughs> yeah have you ever seen any photos of so that's like a popular painting subject odysseus tied to the massive. of his they probably
0: boat. have it was just so sort of dumb and macho and and fucking uh what's the word for it um, extra no it's not even that it's like like um like people think too highly of themselves when they're not that cool. <laughs> like he's a little egotistical, but that's not the word I'm thinking of. Pompous? Like yeah, like kinda like I'm better than you. You make sure we don't die. I'm gonna get tied to the mast. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this song and I'm gonna fucking resist it. Let's go, <laughs> buddies. That's not it. That is a naked man though. I mean, he just didn't have a shirt on, but it was very, like, oiled up and. Right. Trying, romance novelty. It, it, it's so dramatic.
1: I'm trying to find the photo. Look how dramatic some of this stuff
0: is. Oh, they're trying to. Like, he's naked. Why is he naked? Because you might. Oh, this
1: was the cover of the Ulysses film, Kirk Douglas. That's who the actor was. This is the cover with him tied to the mask in half a shirt. Excellent. TV Guide Online Ulysses starring Kirk Douglas.
0: I hate it. I will not be watching that movie and playing into that ego. It's awful.
1: Well, you, you should read the story because it's worth it for Penelope side. I want to look up like, the spark
0: notes. Yeah, yeah. Like, legitimately. I um, taught three of my students about spark notes recently because they have Why? been hanging out in my office and just need to pass their classes and aren't interested. And I said, here's the deal. This is what I did in high school. And if your teacher asks you and they ask me, I will deny this. Look up Sparknotes. Like, if you don't want to be... They really hadn't heard of it? No, they're they're the age of Google. Sparknotes is an old person thing. Uh, they're the age of, like... They're... ugh, ugh. They were born when we were in high school. But they were like, okay, we'll try it. And I was like, you don't have to read the whole book to write this paper. If you don't think that this is something that you're going to be into in the future, I just need you to pass your classes so you can graduate next week.
1: Oh, well, if they're in that position.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So, but there was like a whole new thing that they hadn't even heard of. And I was like, I... I...
1: Wait, so they were seniors and they'd never heard of it? Yeah. Wow. This is a surprise I did to a me.
0: whole class. Don't tell have me this. And I have since admitted this to my teacher. Because uh, we... He went to a wedding of an old student that I was in. Um, and he had a whole class in the computer lab in our school, and I refused to do homework. That was the same year I took AP Chem, and it sucked. And I would sit at my computer in class, and it was a bunch of seniors who needed, like, one more English credit, so, like, we weren't paying attention. No one, and it was, like, second period, so, like, no one was awake, so we'd, like, ask questions, no one would respond, and I felt bad for him, so I'd pull it up on Spark Notes every day and skim for the answers and raise my hand and give him, like, character names and facts that I could, like summarized from Sparknotes, and it looked like I was really invested, so I got, like, a fucking A-plus in that class for my participation. And a bunch of years later, I ran into him at that wedding, and I was like, I need to admit something to you. (laughs) I didn't read a single book that you you assigned in that class, and he went, "Ah, I'm not surprised. He was so upset. I was like, well, but I was your star student, so...
1: I mean... I do think there's something to be said for like the amount of work that is assigned in high school is just, at least in my experience, from my memory and my experience growing up, the amount of homework I was assigned was like unrealistic. Like it was not like a sustainable amount of work. Well, it was
0: like each teacher would be like, well, they're doing an hour of homework a night because that's reasonable because you have to room for for college. And it was like, sure. But you're taking- I have eight classes. Yes, exactly. You're taking- I can't do eight hours of homework a night. And eat dinner and go to bed on time and wake up the next day for school.
1: And do extracurricular activities or have a job or babysit yeah. or take care of my sibling or <clears throat> yeah. sleep, eat, have a social life for
0: my mental Which health. Is, and, and development. Yeah. A healthy social life is imperative to healthy development. Don't make me get into this. I have a degree and a half on that.
1: And granted, I... like. I think the system should be set up in a way that students have time to read books, to learn, at their pace. And if you're assigning boring books or you're teaching them in a way that makes them boring, because here's the deal, so many of these books we read in high school are not boring. Like, if
0: anything... It's the way that they're assigned. Right. Like, I think that there should be ways to, and this is a lot of work on teachers, and I don't want... People don't think that I think that they should do more because teachers do so much already and work way beyond their contract hours and buy things for their classes. And it's absurd the lack of support that they get in public schooling, which is mostly from the government, not from the administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if there was a way to give assignments that was like, this is what I need you to gain in terms of knowledge from this book, here are your options to make that happen. Because, like, I had a class, I think I told you about this, where, like, we I never read The Twelfth Night we watched She's the Man and we put on a puppet show reenacting it. So I know the general plot. I don't need to know that play word for word. I, I still not got... Not to live. Not to Yeah. Live. I still got the knowledge. Uh, to a degree. It could have definitely been done differently and better. That was kind of like a lazy way to teach us, looking back on it. But, like, if you were given the option to, like... Not absorb anything... Versus absorbing something. And you
1: would leave the class and if someone was like, Hannah, do you understand that, like, Shakespeare was important and influences stories today? You could be like, yes, I know.
0: Uh, And to be like, hey, here's the story that we need to learn from. Write me a paper or do a diagram or make a play or write a film based off of it. Absorb the content however you need to. Present it to me. Here's the date it needs to be there by have at it, because not everyone can take a test, and not everyone can write a story, and not everyone can read a book,
1: but everyone can absorb
0: knowledge in different ways, and the public school system is still set up in such a way that we are asking all kids to learn the same, and it's getting better, but it's not there yet, and a lot of that is because of the federal government and their funding, and that that is based on standardized test scores, which are bullshit. I'm done.
1: But she is right.
0: If I don't cut myself off, I won't stop.
1: (laughs) Um, I like to think that our very small listening base all agree with you and understand that we recognize and appreciate the work of individual teachers while acknowledging that the structure that they exist within doesn't do very much to actually help students go on to be...
0: And it's not their fault. No. Because they exist within a structure that says you have to teach these certain competencies in your class. I'm the government. I'm in charge. I've never taught in my life. I can't tell you how to do it. Have fun. And then they're given limited resources and limited supplies and shit pay and told to accommodate 70 to 1,000 kids in a year, depending on the size of your district, who all have different abilities and different learning styles and different disabilities, and just told to have at it. And it's bullshit. It is.
1: This is funny that you bring this up because one of the things I was like, maybe I'll talk about this on the podcast is that in my job right now, which is administration, which is as boring as the word sounds, but <laughs> as necessary.
0: And for a very important college.
1: Well, the thing I've learned, the thing I've learned, and if I think if you talk to a lot of people in a lot of different institutions, they'll tell you something similarly is that Yes, sure. Um, the, these big institutions that we count on, that we think are so old and so, you know, filled with the smartest people in the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, also, always feel like they're on the brink of collapse. Like, uh, the things that, the kinds of things that, like, keep them going are the day-to-day, like so boring like receipts tax forms this form for that sending in that confirmation emails calendars am i teaching in this room or i'm teaching in that room does that room have an air conditioner we have to buy an air conditioner does the window fit air conditioners is it is it wheelchair accessible? Okay, scratch that. Can't do that. Room. The fact
0: that places exist with air conditioners because I just remember dying in cold in cold classroom classrooms. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't say it, but we've definitely told them where we went to college before.
1: We definitely have. Um. Anyway, my point is, is that the world runs on people sitting at desks, answering emails, filling out tax forms, and it's so boring and awful. But like, someone's got to do it. Um. That was a little bit of a tangent, but what I was going to say was, as I am thinking about my own life and skills and things I'm interested in, is I'm like, sometimes I consider pursuing one of my side, <laughs> side quest life options of going into teaching
0: English. I think you'd be amazing at it.
1: I think I'd like it a lot. I don't think a lot of people... I think a lot of smart people go into teaching, but I think I would enjoy... Well, I think it
0: also depends on which grade level you would like to teach English to. Like, do you want to do college? Do you want to do high school? Do you want to do kids?
1: Oh, well, this is what the debate I've had with myself is that ideally I would love to be teaching, like, AP English. Yeah. Um, But when I think about, you know, the most, like, the crux of learning in a student's life and, like, where it really matters and where you can really, like, encourage a student... Uh, at least to feel confident in themselves and in making life decisions. I feel like that's actually, like, middle school.
0: Yeah. But the middle school kids are hard. I I think that it's also high school because that's, like, in middle school, they're like, I don't know, I have some interests, but I also don't know, like, how different parts of my body work because they're all changing and I'm very distracted by, like, my smell now. And it's, it's real. I am raising a middle schooler. Um who takes fucking four showers a day. I don't know what he's doing. It's
1: better than not showering at all. That's the other end of the spectrum.
0: No, I know. Ethan did that for a summer when he first discovered BO. He did it until my mom. It wasn't a whole summer. He went to see how long he could go without bathing until my mom was like, "You we're, we're done living with this, uh, which was surprisingly a while. Um, we referenced it a lot in our family. We'd be like, remember the summer Ethan didn't shower? <laughs> <laughs> the summer of no showers. It's like a... A common topic at, like, family (laughs) celebrations. I don't know. Anyways, um, but I think in high school, especially, like, freshman and sophomore classes, that's when they're, like, really starting to form their own ideas, really Mm -hmm. starting to question things around them, really going, okay, I have to make a decision for my future. Am I going to go to college? Am I going to go to trade school? Am I going to go into the workforce? And I have to think about it now because if I want to do things like college, which is, this is all unfair, that I... 15, 16, they're making these decisions. Um, but if I want to do things like college, here's the classes I should take. Here's right. the clubs I should join. If I want to go this track, I should have these skills under my belt when I enter that degree field.
1: Right, and they really make them feel, and granted, maybe in the system it is, like the pressure is on. Oh, it
0: is. Because um, my current job is to help kids make that decision and choose the things that are going to benefit them the most. Like I have a kid who wants to go to a very prestigious um like music school essentially. And I was like, all right, what extracurriculars have you done? Because your grades are great. You've got a 3.9 or 4.0 or whatever. Everybody who applies there does. How many clubs are you in? How many extra classes are you taking? What kind of APs or honors or we have something called running start that are like college credit classes. So they're kind of like AP, um, but like a little bit less intensive. And it's like, I'm 16, how do I make those decisions? But I think that's where I see you thriving if you were to pursue the route of teaching because you would also be that person who's going to come in early and stay late and tutor kids and go, I'm not going to let you fail. You're going to graduate on time because you don't know how to not please people.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I think I would have to reconcile a few things in in myself. Like my, you know, I, like I recognize I'd be that teacher if who really like loves their subject which can be a good thing or like kind of a bad thing sometimes
0: it depends how you present it to the kids like it's good if you're passionate and also allowing the kids to not be passionate but if you're passionate and are mad if the kids aren't like that's when there's an issue
1: right exactly and i have have had those teachers and remember feeling like so discouraged because i couldn't like be honest with them about my experience um yeah and it's so, and like the other thing, the other thing I would tell anyone, actually, I would tell this to anyone of any age, it's like at any age, you are allowed to go back and be like, I didn't understand or like this thing when I was 17, but now I think it's cool and interesting.
0: That's how I feel about history now. I never liked, well, I didn't dislike, but I wasn't good at or paid enough attention in any of my history or social studies classes, and part of that was the teacher. But now half the things I teach teach about, is not the right word, talk about on this podcast are... Histor- Historical. Yeah. Because it's, like, super fascinating to me, but I wasn't able to sit in the class and retain the information.
1: Right. Right. And, like, one of the things I think is interesting now is, like, math. Math. What? No, listen. <laughs> math is wild. Like... No, math is wild. It's crazy. It's wild. It's so wild, the things that they Because we think about math and we're like, it's just all these numbers, like, blah, blah, blah. But it, it does apply to...
0: And it does so much.
1: I mean, from, like, how you build a house to, like, how you build a rocket ship to, like, how we figure out the curve of a circle
0: to, like, uh, curves and grading papers to... Well, sure, right. It's how we decide a lot of important things. Statistics uh, in like, psychology. I didn't realize how much... I mean, I guess I knew how much math there was in building, but we're redoing a lot of our house right now and we're... Building a new bathroom, and Jason keeps saying like one foot, three centimeters, this much. I need that much space. We need to. I'm like none of those words make any sense to me. I have no perception of space or time around me. So he did start like taping things off so that I could like okay. have, but, and like ah, uh, we need to build this thing out of these amount of boards. So here's how much we need, and he just does it all in his head. I'm like, none of the words you just said made sense, so I'm gonna trust you about what we're spending money on.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's I'm sure he's thinking very carefully about it. No, he
0: is. I just can't. When he starts listing numbers or measurements, I stop. My brain turns off. It's not voluntary. Right. I but know. I can't listen anymore. <laughs>
1: right. But you don't have anything like to connect it to. Yeah. Like, like everyone is different. I feel like I would have done much better in math class if every time we learned a new formula. They said, this is the person who invented it, this is the time in history it was, this is the math that existed at the time, and this is what prompted them to make this...
0: See, we did stuff like that in some of my math classes, and I wanted nothing less.
1: See, that, to me, is the only way I could remember it, if it's, like, part of a story. I had to
0: do a whole paper on an old person in geometry, and I was like, I don't... No, like, Uh. I got to pick. And I was like, Uh. I don't give a shit about any of them... Uh, and I don't, like, show me the formula, tell me how to solve it, I'll figure it out from there. I don't care about who this is named
1: after, but, but, like, and this um, is a waste of my time. But this is my, I don't know, okay, so taking a math test. Yeah. Also, potentially, we could just cut all this unrelated math stuff out. But no, anyway, I like it. Maybe we'll keep it. All right, this is half the math episode. Um, <laughs> so when I was taking math tests... I used to have a really hard time, fig- and I only recognized this recently, and I just like kicked myself. I was like, how come no adults in my life like recognize this is what the problem was? But of course, they have so many students, like how can they? But I would just, I would do well in class, I could answer questions, I could do my homework. As soon as I sat down and it was a test, just bomb, like just bomb. A lot of people are like that for sweat, a lot
0: of subjects panic. for
1: tests. But I, I didn't have it in any other subject though. It was just math. It was just math. Hmm. And, and I had, and my teachers would be like, what happened? And I had like a hard time explaining it to them. And I realized what the, part of what the problem was, is like when I saw a math problem, I couldn't...
0: Like visualize?
1: Well, I, I couldn't like see a a problem and recognize even like what kind of math it was or like what kind of formula I needed to solve it. So I'd have a problem that was supposed to be easy And then I would just pick the most complicated formula I could remember and be like, this must be it. And so I would take forever to do my test because I was just doing the most. A stupid
0: amount of work. The most work
1: possible because I thought that's the I can't remember. So that must be the only thing to do. Yep. Um, So like it wasn't that I didn't, but if we were in class and we were like, this is a subject we're studying today. And this is what we're talking about. And this is a chapter. I was fine. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what we're talking about. But I, like...
0: No, I have a hard time. When I see numbers, I think I go into a bit of, like, a panic. So I, I see on a piece of paper, like, X plus 6Y minus 3Z mm-hmm. equals 75, and my brain explodes a little bit. But if I, like, sit down and look at it, I'm like, I know how to do this. But if there's, like, any kind of pressure where, like, with tests there's usually some kind of time limit, whether it's the period right. or whatever, I don't have a thought in my brain. I don't have a single nerve firing. It's just elevator music. And, like, not new elevator music. That's the stuff that we listened to. Like, like old piano elevator music is all that plays behind these eyes. No. <laughs> the shades are closed. The people are gone. Nothing is happening. But I did learn that, like, if I have the time and no pressure to go... I'm going to watch a YouTube video and listen to someone talk about this, and then I'll do it, because I had to help a kid with her math recently. Uh, I'm great at it. Fucking awesome. I can explain it to somebody else. It's just the pressure that comes with, like, graded assignments and tests that my brain's like, we no longer exist. But it's so, yeah, I just... This is also before I was, like, diagnosed with or treated for anxiety is the last time I took a math class, so it's <laughs> might be part of it. I don't know. But I'm like, did I have some kind of anxiety? I don't know. I mean, I just couldn't... I don't...
1: Do you think I have some kind of anxiety?
0: I think in certain situations, you experience symptoms of anxiety. I don't think, based on our friendship and my experience with you, you have clinical diagnosable uh, anxiety.
1: This is... Okay. Yes. I see.
0: But I also think that, like, like the same way that everyone's kind of on the spectrum in terms of, like, gay versus straight, mm-hmm. everyone's kind of on the spectrum in terms of, like, neurotypical to anxious in, like, an incapacitating way. And there's no one who has never experienced anxiety in their life. Right. Like, do you remember in college one time you came home and you were like, Hannah and Danielle, these are the things that I'm feeling. We were both like, welcome to depression. <laughs> and you kind of looked at went, how do you live like this every day? And it lasted like a week because you had had a hard time and then you were fine. And it's the same way that your body handles anxiety, where it's like every once in a while you're in a situation or a couple of situations where your brain's not working and your anxiety spiked. But then it goes away for an entire year, and then it'll come back when you're stressed again. I see. I see. Anyways.
1: No, that's interesting.
0: We talked about so much today because Hannah came
1: unprepared. No, I think we covered a lot about mermaids, though. And there's more to explore. We have cultures to explore. I was curious. I thought there must be some kind of, like, Nordic mermaid. There for sure is. So like, would they be, like, half whale? Like, what would a Nordic...
0: No, definitely still fish, just, like, cold water fish. Like, they still fish in the northern... Cold. I know, like but I want
1: to imagine that they're part whale, though. Giant,
0: like, giants. If, they, <laughs> if giants were part mermaid, they'd actually be part whale. <laughs> they'd be just humongous women. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you can't put a normal-sized woman on a whale tail. Like, that's not how that works. All right. Think right, about right. how big whales are. There's
1: different kinds of whales, though.
0: They're, they're s- all so, so
1: big. <laughs> okay. All right. You're right.
0: Unless you're talking about like a narwhal, which I think technically is like a porpoise, which is like a subsect of like whales.
1: All right. Fair. Oh my God. Okay. If you were a mermaid, what would your bottom half, what kind of fish would you be on the bottom half or watery creature?
0: Um, I'm flapping my feet around like they're a fin.
1: To like feel it out, like see what yeah. feels right.
0: I would be a watery creature. I want to say that I'd be, like, not in the, like, angry, bitter, evil sense, but I'd be, like, an Ursula-type creature. I'd have, like, tentacles instead oh, of a fin. You'd be, like, part op- octopus. Or, like, or squid. Or a squid. And, um. I, and I'd have a super hot seashell bra that was, like, a nice, like, deep green color mm. and I would be the kind of octopus that can like camouflage myself on the bottom
1: so would you look like just
0: half a woman stuck <laughs> sometimes the and of the people ocean. would save me and then I'd eat their faces wow that was great Now I'd have a nice little like lob I wouldn't have like long mermaid tail hair that's too much you would keep it trimmed yeah 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 <laughs> How about you? what would your bottom half look like <laughs> Um, oh and I would always wear lipstick anyways <laughs> you'd be so glamorous I already am <laughs> who are we lying to this is just me with a squid on the bottom <laughs> I, I like that you, you like I like that it's a squid that's perfect yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of legs not just one fin and I grab things and I crawl around and I make potions Yeah. but I do it for the good of the people yeah. yeah. Poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> wow.
1: You have such a vivid depiction. Alright. Um
0: I think. Take a sip of sangria, think it through. Swirl it around.
1: Yeah, let me try your strategy got like flat my. Oh yeah, I flat. Like, mud, like, what
0: does it feel like? My only other thought was rainbow fish. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a rainbow fish or I am an octopus. Mm, octopus. No, you picked squid. Do You're right, squid. squid. He's squid. Tentacle being. Could be a jellyfish on the right day. Oh, wow. Can you imagine if I was just, like, blobbing around? Stinging people? And then being, oh, no. like, zit, zit, No, this zit. is
1: what you'd have. You'd have, like, the little skirt, right? Would yeah. Be, like, the little blobby part, and it would glow. And
0: it would... Yeah. And then I could have a big badonkadonk when I wanted to. You would. Ooh, you would. That, that's... Okay, jellyfish. But, no, I feel like I need the... The opposable limbs. No, I, the
1: squid thing makes sense to me because it could like stick and like grab people and be like, "Come or... to my
0: shop. <laughs> Do what I want. Buy my potions, child. I'll stick my heels on you." Anyways, how about you? Okay, so I know this isn't technically
1: a fish. I'm having a hard time thinking of like fish. Everything I'm coming across in my brain is like technically a mammal, but I feel like because we didn't talk about selkies at all, which are different. They they can put on like a suit and become a seal. And then on land, they take the suit off, their seal skin off, and they're women. Have you heard ever... of what? Do you not know about selkies? No. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. We're ten minutes away from being like too far, but all right. we'll we're...
0: talk about this another time. But is that what you would be? Really
1: quickly, I think I'd rather be a selkie. So you, I'd be. <sighs> that I'd wasn't be... the question. No. Okay. We'll skip this. Pretend. Let's just pretend we're not diving into the selkie mythology. This is like cold water folk would be like, obviously you're not naked, so you would be, because the could water's be. cold. So you, you could be. All right, all right, all right. So let's say I'm a, I don't want to be a seal. I'd want the bottom to be like gray with my little speckles on my little, and I'd have my little fin on the bottom, and it'd be like a little soft to the touch. What? why are you laughing at me? I did not laugh at you for being a squid. I encouraged you. You for sure laughed when
0: I called <laughs> myself. Well,
1: i pick a seal and I'd be so soft and cute and I'd swim around with my little gray speckly
0: No, I'm tail. making that face and I'm putting my fingers on my temples because with the way that you're sitting and the scarf around your butt right now and I just picture like you're a seal with an apron on and like <laughs> I'm making potions but in our like... Classroom connecting doors. You're making soaps, and you open up <laughs> and you offer me tea with your like little sea tail, seal tail flapping, and I return my tentacles over because I'm busy, and I go, "Thank you so much for the snacks."
1: And I also have little whiskers. I have little yeah. Whiskers.
0: Of course you do. And I'm like this, this like busty, voluptuous, yep. like fucking squid, <laughs> who's like trying to solve I mean, the serious, ocean world. Like soft little ladies. Issues. I mean, and you're squishy. like, you're like a little. But I, I'm like. I'm, like, early 90s Disney animation Busty, and you're, like, like, mom bod Busty. (laughs) Yeah, but cute. Yeah, but cute. No, but cute. And you're, like, a little bit shorter than me, and I'm, like, reaching on all the shelves, and you're, like, Hannah, I brought you some tea, and I'm, like, Erin, you're the best, and I just reach a tentacle back and grab it, and I don't make eye contact, and then you, like, pet my cat and sneeze a little and run away. Right. My catfish. Your cat, because you would have catfish.
1: Yeah. Aww. Of course I would. (laughs) Oh, my God this is so great I hope you all have a good week
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna hold on to this image of our mermaid selves I need you to draw it so I can put it on our Instagram when you post the episode I need all you right. to do so much for me this week <laughs> draw this image, edit the episode <laughs> post it on all the things and then I'll make a single Instagram post with your work and take credit alright, I'll uh, pick the uh, another creepy mermaid picture in the meantime I'll work on the drawing damn it, okay, fair I'll put my uh, my favorite Slavic mermaids up because they're weird looking, but I like them. Perfect. Same. Um. Anyways, drink some water. Take your vitamins. Eat your vegetables. Get some sleep. Try not to be late for work if you're going in. Or school, if that's your thing. For our one 16-year-old listener that we <laughs> identified last week. Yeah. Um. We love you, friends. We love you, friends. We're out. We are out. Music